you guys hanging out at college and partying like fools and, I mean, acting like normal theologians? Are you smoking cigars and drinking beer? What are you doing? Okay, that's a great non-answer. Here's the opener. <laughs> um, no. Ah, much better. Now, get ready for an uncivilized discussion about faith. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Barbarian, Barbarian Prophets. Yeah, welcome back, Barbarian Nation. Of course, we're having an uncivilized talk. Just as you heard just before the opener kicked off, I asked these two college students that are clean thousands of miles away from me, if they're paying attention, smoking cigars, drinking beer, what are they doing and being in theology class? And I got tweet, 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 cricket, uh, cricket sounds and no answer so that tells me they're about to lie to you all but that's okay so i just want to say first of all welcome cody cooper that means you Thank say you. hello and Hi. <laughs> welcome <laughs> ethan Hello, hello. Hello. Hey, so uh, we're doing an experiment about what it's like if we can call in and start doing some of these things once in a while where they can round up some of their theologian buddies and we can have some uh, discussions from time to time. And, and then Cody will say, see, that's what it's like to deal with Pastor Burt. <laughs> So let me ask you guys this. Uh, so how are things? I'll start with with you, Cody. How are things going for you out in Ambridge? Uh, so far, so good. Um, all of our final projects are starting to come due. Um, uh, learning some some different things that I, I didn't expect to learn. And um, what kind of things? Good. What kind of things did you not expect to learn? Uh, how close Martin Luther was to double predestination in his bondage of the will. Wow. Okay. That ought to be an interesting talk for us at some point. Ethan, what about you? How are things going for you? This year, second year in college? Uh, yeah, starting the second year. Okay. And so what, um, is, what is that looking like for you, brother? Honestly, it's been pretty good. Uh, stressful at times because I'm taking five classes instead of four. Um, master's work is hard <laughs> yeah i trust me i've been through that a couple of times and it is very difficult but uh overall i mean i'm i'm pretty hyped about it it's been good um i'm doing better in my like study habits and like doing things ahead of time and reading ahead of time and um i've just been it's just been overall positive Excellent. And uh, so uh, when you guys are talking about, um, I'm turning you up here a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting just so we're all aware. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, now you guys sound and I can hear you a little better. So let me ask you real quick. Um, what is the, what has been some of the hardest work you've had to do, Ethan? Ooh, like schoolwork? Yeah, well, no, like, uh, you know, manual labor. Of course, schoolwork, you bone, oh. and we're talking about no, I school. Mean, I, talk, <laughs> I mean, I could talk about that, too. Uh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. I have kind of, so when I did my undergrad, I learned how to write papers well. At least I thought I did. Right. And then 
transferring to seminary, it's been, I feel like I may or may not have forgotten how to write papers well. Um, and so I'm trying to like relearn that to like formulate a thesis properly. And that's kind of been a bit of a struggle. Okay. So what do you, what do you think, what do you think would make it easier? Uh, I just, just kind of try harder. Okay. Just actually like, do work, do do work, do the papers ahead of the day before they're due, okay. um, and then like read through it and um, uh, like proofread it. What um, would what would be the number one thing you feel like you're taking away from school? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good one because there's lots of different things. Um, that. One, I, I've done a lot of preaching this semester, both in um, a lot of pulpit supply. And so one thing that I've taken away, kind of school-related, because I'm also in homiletics one uh, preaching class, um, is that like I enjoy preaching, but I also want to not just rely on the fact that I enjoy it to be able to write the sermons, but I actually want to take the time and plan it out and make sure it's good instead of just hoping that it will be. Um, right. That's that's so far. That's this that's this semester's overarching theme. Is that um, I feel like I have a gift for preaching, but I would like to actually um, put in effort to make sure it's good and not just rely on anything that's given to me, so to speak. Excellent. So, uh, Cody, what about you? Um, I have been learning a lot about praying interesting, um, and, and being engaged in prayer. Um, it, it, not necessarily in like the classroom setting, but, uh, just in kind of the general, um, formative things outside of class is, is where I've really uh, been growing and developing in that area. Um, and learning that uh, you don't have to read every word to read a book. And that has been hard, hard lesson to learn. Well, and, and one of those things is realizing there's sometimes you need to go back and reread some of that stuff later when you've done mm-hmm. the class. And, you know, actually I was talking with uh, David Bear, uh, our pastoral dean out here, and he was saying that uh, he is wanting to go back and revisit some of his school books because of just what you just said. He blew through them mm-hmm. to make sure he passed the class. But now, at this point in his life, he realizes, I need to go back and settle in on some of those because some of the things that has been introduced, as we all know, I came from outside the Lutheran faith, and I'm like, why do you do that? And they're like, because we've always done that. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't cutting it. So that's been, uh, and, but he is able to go back and pull that from some of his books. So that's been interesting. So Mm -hmm. on the other end is, um, what is, uh, the one class you wish those guys would teach that they haven't taught? Either one of you can go. Hmm. I, I'm just a big fan of church history. So I wish we had more than just an early church survey class and a medieval and reformation survey class or like we would do like where we would cover like 
like a couple hundred years in a three hour class session. How about you, Cody? Um, um, I think the one thing that I think all of the students could benefit from a lot more of is um, a like an introductory course into what it means to be pursuing um, your faith at this level and um, and the, the the different ways that we've come under attack as a result of that and just uh, this general theme of, of what it means to engage in spiritual warfare. So a class on spiritual warfare is what I hear you saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, because, that would be pretty dope. yeah, yeah. So, uh, learning how to a defend yourself in those cases. And the other thing is to learn what to expect as you go along, because you do, right. You know, uh, when you're becoming pastors of the word or pre, um, uh, the preacher, so to speak, uh, mm-hmm. when you guys are doing that, you become a huge threat to the dark side. I mean, to the demonic. And uh, I can hear him whispering in the back or a coffee maker. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the deal is, is that with uh, when we have those things, um, that is where it's very important to have a pastor you can go to and speak to. Um, or you guys need to develop more of that in uh, amongst each other to to work through and pray through some of that. Together. Yeah, I, I think the the biggest problem is I feel like a lot of people have a tendency to just kind of get caught with the pants down, as it were. Right. Um, when it comes to some of this stuff, because they're just they're not really aware or expecting that oh, to yeah. take place, and so um, all of a sudden it happens, and they don't really understand what's going on. Oh, yeah. No, I've had tons of people, like I talked about some of my spiritual warfare experiences, and they kind of look at me a little funny or just go, mm-hmm. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? what? Just, it's just like, it's like, it's like textbook, like screw tape letters from C.S. Lewis, like right. level demonic warfare, like where it's like, oh, you know, the first step is to make sure they don't believe we exist. Right. And um, I'm actually going to be preaching a sermon on November 21st in chapel. And my passage is Acts 19, where um, the seven sons of the priest Sceva mm-hmm. um, encounter a demon. And the demon's like, well, I know Jesus and I've heard of Paul, but who are you? Right. And um, that's kind of that. That's going to kind of be my theme. That would of, be uh, actually, brother, that'd be the, the case with most um Christians today. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is that there's a, there's a lot of pastors that think they're geared that way. So has there been any more talk about out at Ambridge bringing in Phil Gagnon and, uh, and having him talk to us a little bit more about, uh, literally exorcism. I've heard nothing. Well, I haven't either. You know, who needs to put that pressure on the students? You guys need to push for that. Yeah. So, so you know, when, and the reason I say that is because that is something that the church has become very lacking in. Um, and I mean all of the church. I'm not talking about any one denomination. I mean all of them have become very lacking in realizing 
that we're not there to coddle and help the demons along to understand themselves and come to better emotional, less emotional <laughs> stress um, by being good uh, counselors to the demonic. Uh, we need to be true exorcists and be casting things out. But, you know, one of the things that uh, I have learned from reading uh, Phil Gagnon's book is that uh, when I look back over my life doing these type of things, or, or especially over the last, let's say, 13 to 15 years of doing actually deliverance ministry, I see several places I made some big mistakes and may have made a new mess. And the one thing that uh, people that are trying to do casting out demons by what they watch on YouTube usually end up infected and causing other problems. Would you guys agree yep. or? I, I absolutely. I, I mean, I've never, I've encountered demons, but I've never even bothered to attempt an exorcism. Right. So well, I, I w- wouldn't have much. I, I, it's mostly because I don't want to try because I don't know what would happen. Right. Um, but that's where you need so the training. I feel like that's probably, yeah, that's why I, I, I want the training. Um, so that needs to be something that starts coming out with our uh, students. Wouldn't you agree? Spiritual yeah, I, warfare. I think that's probably, probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, is that as we're, as we're entering this time of the world, it is definitely one of those things where we need to pay close attention to having that awakened soul and, and uh, making sure that we are uh, truly looking at things we're supposed to be looking at. Um, so here's my next question. Do you guys often get to see, do you guys ever get to see the bishop? Uh, we haven't yet. He hasn't been not, not, yet. This, not this school year, no. All right. How about this? Does uh, Do you get to see uh, any of the other uh, people from the upper echelon float through on occasion? No, not yet. Okay. Well, and the reason I'm asking, I'm just, I'm just wondering when they float through, what do they got to say, et cetera. They, I, I do know they, they last year they, I saw lots of people from mm-hmm. the upper echelon a lot. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I and guarantee so, you, next year you guys are all going to see everybody <laughs> because the convocation uh, in 2025 is over there. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that you yeah. guys will have a stack of them through. So keep your houses yeah. clean, boys. <laughs> Actually, I think I'll have been. I think I'll have graduated by now. You'll have graduated. So, I, so where are you going to Vicar at? I wherever the Lord sends me, and by through the extension of wherever I am sent through the administration. I literally have no. I want to go wherever I need most, wherever I'm going to learn the most. Hmm. Oh, so you're going to be end up uh, vicaring under, um, oh, Pastor Weisner? That would be awesome. That'd I would be love awesome. that. That'd be, I would I vicar would for him. I would not say no. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Cody? How much more time do you got to pu- plug in? I got about, I'll probably be not quite finished up come convocation i'll have a little bit longer so and then where are you hoping um, to vicar i'm kind of in the same boat um i i would love to um 
Chidiker under someone like Weisner, someone who is more along the lines of the evangelical Catholic end of things. Um, and I, I feel like there's a lot to be learned there. Um, I also, uh, you know, wouldn't mind um, going somewhere um, where um, Pastor Gagnon's been. Mm. Um, so or or underneath someone who's bickered under him. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like that would be really, really, really cool. Absolutely. Really great opportunity. Well, you guys might as well set your bars high. That's what I say. Yeah. So, uh, and you know what? Those are the kind of guys I would want to come in underneath as well. Um, you know, when they asked me at one point, would I mind taking another class from Pastor Weisner? I said, only if it lasts two years and I get to live there. <laughs> uh, he sent out a letter to a bunch of us here the other day that I just want to speak to both of you guys while we're doing this is, uh, he sent it out the day after Reformation and said, uh, I want to remind you uh, that we are in a constant state of reforming is to never settle anywhere. And, you know, we we do as a church body need to constantly be moving forward. And I, I just want to tell both of you, I'm very proud of you. I'm very proud of what you're doing, that you have stepped out there. Both of you are pretty young men, and you're, uh, you're not taking on uh, uh, this as a uh, second career or last career, but you guys are making this a true career. And I, Cody, I know you guys have both had other jobs, but this is an actual desire to move forward very heavily into being pastors. And we don't have mm-hmm. a lot of that nowadays. Nope. You know, have you guys, uh, gotten more, uh, now you deal with a lot of different pastor or people head into the pastoral ship down there. Uh, what's that, what does that look like? Uh, let's start with you, Ethan. Uh, so the vast majority, so at the Trinity, a lot of the, let's see, at the Young Lutherans, there are five of us. Um, and we're all, I, I enjoy all of us. I think we're all pretty solid. Yeah, um, well, you used to be the only one, weren't you? Uh, no, there was one other guy, but then he graduated. Okay. Um, oh, Ben. But then, no, it was, um, uh. My friend Luke. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Luke, and, Luke, yeah. When is military? Um, yes. But then there, uh, there's a lot of young Anglicans, and I like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Although, it's interesting. What I just find fascinating is that, for them, seminary can be a place of discerning whether or not you want to do pastoral ministry. Not that. I've discerned this, and this is what my calling is, and so I'm going to go to seminary. Like, well, I'm going to go figure it out, which I just find really interesting. And so some of them are, I feel, not like wishy-washy in their faith, but like wishy-washy in the commitment of pursuing this type of calling Mm -hmm. Um, in a way. And it's just like, to me, like I can't, I understand it. But from my perspective, like I've known I wanted to be, I've felt called to be a pastor since I was 18. Right. So to like show up like at seminary where the end goal is to uh, for your MDiv program is to um, be in some sort of pastoral office is a little 
it's just interesting. I have a hard time wrapping my mind around why you would want to do that if you're not certain. Well, uh, they're they're seeking themselves out. And, you know, the one cool yeah. thing about that, though, is um, that they're, I would rather them mess it up there and say oh, no absolutely. than end up in a pulpit somewhere and uh, mess up a whole body of believers. Yeah, and I don't want to condemn. I don't, I don't want to condemn that whole thought. I just that like it's to me. It's just like really strange because I've never conceived of the idea of seminary as a place to figure out if I want to be a pastor. It's not where, to figure out if you want to throw, uh, you know, if you want to paint or if you want to preach. <laughs> yeah, right. I get it, man. Okay, Cody. Um, what about you, bud? So I, I would second a lot of what Ethan said. Um, I think that there's definitely some people that um, I have encountered uh, both in the seminary and outside of the seminary that um, have more of a call than what they're admitting to um, from what I can see. And, um, and so it, it's interesting to kind of watch them work it out. And there's some people that are here and um, they, they're they here because they, they feel like uh, the church that they were at before was kind of going down the wrong road. And um, they came to seminary to figure out for themselves what was, what was real and what wasn't. And, um, and so it's, it's interesting to, to kind of watch them grow and develop as well. Um, but I think because of this, it's, it's so much more important to address spiritual warfare early on in the process, um, with the incoming class, because a lot of the, the newer students have been caught totally unawares to things and, um, and they don't realize what's going on and why they're experiencing the things that they're experiencing until someone like, like, Hey, you know, this is what's actually happening here. Right. Um, well, but, you guys, uh, do you guys got counselors there or when you're in a Bible college, do you have people that are kind of aware of that type of stuff and try to work with it? I would say yes, but it depends on if the student is making them available for discussion of such things. Mm, very interesting. All right. Well, and I think some of them probably are, but I don't know if all of them are. Right. So uh, now how many hours a week do you guys put into class? In classroom? In classroom, each class is like two and a half to three hours. Yep. A week or a day? A week. A week. Well, both. In, yeah, like, I mean, sitting, only... like sitting in a classroom for the class itself, not counting like homework and reading and right. stuff that class. Yeah. So how but many like, how many hours a day, Cody, do you feel like you put in for school? For school, sitting in the classroom, uh, my classes, I only have classes on Mondays and Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. But I am in class from uh, in class slash chapel from eight thirty in the morning until 
about five o'clock in the evening. So then how much um, reading do you guys got to do for each class? I mean, is there like what they were doing with me where they dumped 20 books on you and say, yeah, just read all of these and then answer the questions. Um, the class. Yeah. Um, like our intro to theology one class is it's like, it's really nice. Like we're reading an unpublished textbook from, uh, Dr. Yeager, Dr. David Yeager. And it's yeah. really awesome. I've met him. Um, he's awesome. He's great. And so like, it's interesting. Cause like, it's only like, I could print it out, but I don't, I just haven't been bothered to print it out. So I just read it on PDF on my computer and that can take a while. And if we're reading a chapter or half a chapter, um, so like maybe an hour and then we have to like come up with discussion posts and sometimes, um, mm-hmm. with like questions about the reading and sometimes we have to summarize the reading in 750 words. So depending on how difficult the reading was, um, to make how this, the, the, uh, summary difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, on, on average, I would say you're looking at about 30 to 40 pages per class per week on average. So um, sometimes it's a lot more. Sometimes you might have closer to a hundred um, in total. Um, and and sometimes you might only have maybe 20. Do you feel like you're retaining what you're reading? Um. I would say I'm, I'm not retaining near as much as of what I'm reading as what I'm just learning through discussing things in class. For me, it uh, depends like on the intro to theology one, I feel like I am because I find the systematic theology really interesting. And then for like creeds and catechisms, you know, talking about the, the very, like the rule, what the rule of faith is, its relation to scripture and tradition. Mm-hmm. It, this is like the third or fourth time I've addressed this in a class between my undergrad and my time at seminary. In addition to thinking about it, because other classes bring up, make me think about that topic um, versus converse, in conversations with friends. And so it's just like, okay, this is like maybe out of all of the sources of where I talk about this information and hear about it, it's like the sixth or seventh time in the last six years. And so I'm kind of like, I'm like, okay, I would like to talk about something else now. And so I kind of <laughs> just glaze, I kind of glaze over on some of that stuff, even though I, I know it's important and I do pay attention and ask questions. It's just that I wish I was reading something else. Right. Well, you guys have like get togethers for discussion, but sometimes you need a break from all of that to give your brain oh, yeah. time to process, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you guys do for your breaks? from Bible college. I Oh, well, excuse me, seminary. Oh, you're fine. No, I want I, I, I want like to say chat- it right because seminary and Bible college are different. Yeah. This is true. This is oh, true. Okay, go on. Uh I I chat with some friends from high school and play games online with them, computer games. Sometimes I just started reading Dune, um the sci-fi book. And I'm going to like talk over that with a friend from co- uh, high school. Um, and then also I just like hang out and go um, with my, some buddies and just play like, play like Call of Duty or something just to like do something that doesn't require a whole lot of thinking. 
<laughs> That's why I watch um, TV on occasion too. Cody, go for it. What do you got? I've uh, I've participated in like the the flag football and and um, <laughs> basketball um, pickup games um, with some of the other people from school and um. And then I, there's always something happening at my house. So <laughs> your house is great. <laughs> my, my house has like its own community built up around it outside of Trinity. So that's, that's, awesome. like, it's, that's like a pod, that's a podcast episode of an in and of itself. Well, you know yeah. what, when yeah. I, I would really like to find a reason to pop out there during the winter months when you guys are doing school and bring all my equipment, sit down and we just, uh, do what do you guys call it? Cigars and theology or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. So we could I, all I, just start coughing like crazy and talking. I love it. <laughs> hey, so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to make a recommendation to you and all the listeners. Are you ready? You guys want something to really ignite your brain? <laughs> Are you ready? The final, ready. the it. final quest by Rick Joyner. The final mm. quest by Rick Joyner. <laughs> And the reason that I'm telling you that is I think that that one would definitely, um, that one will uh, answer some of the things that you were just talking about, Cody, with people's understandings. But even better is that as you listen to, uh, as you read these books, uh, yeah, man, they definitely ignite your brain, your dreams, your visions. It's, it's pretty cool, really. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. a great way, uh, Ian, for you to be distracted uh, with something that is, number one, uh, that is solid, um, but also uh, very entertaining at the same time. Well, guys, I was just hoping for a 30-minute interview. Do you guys want this put on the air? fine with me that's up to you man all right well i will listen to it and if it's clean then we'll go ahead and do it and i just i'm looking for testing this out so i just want to say thank you guys uh just so you know you guys are on my thoughts every day and Mm. i literally do pray for you guys on a very regular basis if not at least five or six times a week uh because i i know what that takes what you're going through um Mm -hmm. I, I understand exactly where you're at, and uh, you guys are on Christy and I's heart all the time, as well as several members of the church, although I do want to say that I finished my little thesis paper that I had to write for my college, and Ethan, I don't know Ooh. if Cody told you this, but no. I, I waited until the 31st to nail it and mail it. <laughs> Yeah, let's go. And I don't know if those gonna... I don't know if those guys got it, but if they didn't get the joke, it's wasted, man, because I was like I was ready to send it the day before and I'm like, oh heck no. I'm gonna wait and ship it tomorrow. That's awesome. I, I yesterday the thought came to me. I sent a whole bunch of people some reformate, some spicy reformation they mean. Yeah. And I didn't send any to you, so I'm gonna do that. Tonight. Yeah. I um, I need the spicy reformation. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Because I am yeah. ha- I am half Mexican and I'm a Lutheran, so I need spicy Reformation stuff. <laughs> some Diablo, some Diablo Melanchthon in there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah, it's the Diablo sauce of Melanchthon. 
All right. Hey, you guys, I love you, and I'll see you soon. Love All you, right. Bert. Love you, Cody. I'll talk to you guys love later. Yeah. See ya. For questions or comments, please email us at info at thebarbarianprofit.com. The Barbarian Prophet is a registered trademark of Barbarian Media Group. Listening to this podcast may cause excitability, euphoria, and overall sense of happiness in the realization that you're not alone. Discontinue use if reddened skin or a rash develops. Side effects may include random hugging, crying out loud, smiling while alone, and happy crying combined with snot bubble development. Do not use during church service. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you actually still listening? Seriously, we have nothing more to say except for that one thing that was really, really, really important, but let's wait until the next show for that. Hey, just so you know, we're on occasion going to have to reach out and talk to our theologians and see how things are going. So thanks for joining us for just some comical conversation and testing the equipment to see how we can improve it. So God bless you and see you next time on The Barbarian Prophet.